Alex, I, it's not Friday. No, it's not. It's a Tuesday. What the hell are we doing here? <laughs> well, I was doing a couple. I woke up, uh, let's call it leisurely, mm-hmm. this morning. Uh, a couple minutes later than I usually get out of bed. You know, one of the benefits of working from home, I can be on my phone looking at RSS feeds and answering emails. And I, I'm i getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. Things, are, things are happening. Yeah. So, like, I took out the garbage. I walked my dog. I gave my dog some medicine. I was just like, ah, you know, I'll just I'll work a little later today and I'll get started, a, you know, a little bit later too. Mm-hmm. I sit down at my computer at like 10, 15, and just Twitter is just going. <laughs> a lot of Xbox news happened this morning. Yeah, yeah, they kind of threw it all out there at once. Uh, we have learned today that the, uh, the Kinect will uh, soon no longer be a required bundle item for the Xbox One. Uh, as of June, there will be a $399 version of the Xbox One that comes with no Kinect, uh, and eventually Microsoft will be selling the Kinect uh, sort of a la carte, though they have not said when exactly that will be. Uh, there is other but news regarding the Xbox that also came out, uh, but I feel like that's kind of the big one right there. Yeah, the big, the big one is Kinect, especially since... Let's say I might have made a, a brief appearance on the Bombcast yesterday, and at the end, Vinny was like, hey, let's talk about E3 really quick, and asked me this specific line of questioning. <laughs> and then I talked to him this morning, and he goes, you know, I could just, it doesn't, it doesn't have to appear in the podcast. And I was like, no, I need to live with this. I need to yeah. live with the fact that not only was my my guess incorrect, but immediately upon making it, it was deemed incorrect. Although, 50-50, I, Vinny asked, do you think there'll be a connectless Xbox? I said no, and I'll talk about my reasoning for that in a second. Uh, and I, but, but he also asked if there'd be a price drop, and I said yes. So I was wrong, but also right, but not because of the reason I thought I would be right. But yeah, You were right for the wrong reasons. Exactly. But yeah, they, they announced that you can buy the uh, connectless Xbox One on Amazon right now. I'm sure other retailers are offering it as well. But it doesn't ship until June 9th, which... Strikes me that up front as a, kind of a curious decision. It makes it sound like as soon as they were comfortable announcing this news, they decided to announce this news rather than waiting to do what a lot of you know companies have started following. You know, Apple's model. Uh, you know, consoles don't necessarily work this way, but a lot of times when there are updates or refreshes or changes made, you make the announcement and then here's the link to Amazon. Go buy it. Also, it'll show up tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, as as opposed to this, where you have to wait a couple of weeks. This change will not really be reflected in, you know, NPD data for for May. So I get the impression from this that they went, "Hey, we let's just announce this. Let's get it out of the way. Let's have this conversation in the middle of May before E3 has uh, come to pass and and move on from there." Yeah, you get the impression they didn't want this to be the story of E3 for them. This is the story that they just, you know, they they finally caved on the connect, you know, it's and admitted that its necessity to the product was at this point tangential at best. Uh, they ima- I imagine in their heads they want E3 to be about you know all the exciting games and things they're going to announce at the show. So better to get this out of the way as quick as possible so that people will burn out on it before the show actually starts. Uh, whether that will actually happen or not, I don't know. But uh, them making a move like this certainly uh, is, is is a bold thing to do. You know, this far ahead of the show. Uh, it puts them into a position now where they can directly compete with the price point of the PlayStation 4. Uh, 
it does sort of negate a lot of the th- I mean, to be fair, when they started out with the Xbox one, they were talking about all that DRM stuff and how integral it was to design. Then they were able to go, you know what? Now we're not doing that anymore. Maybe we should have taken their whole the connect is integral to the experience uh, line as maybe a little bit of bullshit as well. But OK, so think about the ripples of this decision in terms of the, you know, backtracked on the DRM, which mm-hmm. from every understanding I have, they invested significant development resources into getting those policies into place, into modifying their infrastructure, rushed to get that ready and changed in time for launch because of the response from consumers and the, the constant <laughs> knifing from uh, Sony in that regard. Yeah. They uh, are turning the Connect into an accessory when it was up until you know just a couple of months ago, the lines they were putting out were that this is integral, this is part of the philosophy of the platform. If these decisions had been made two years ago, mm-hmm. the Xbox platform would have been a very different machine than the one that shipped last November. Yes. They probably would have made the machine slightly more powerful, and thus we wouldn't have these constant uh, conversations about... 1080p and 60 frames a second that comes up with about every game that's been coming out for both platforms. That conversation will probably continue. It'll probably get closer in parity, but there will always be a power difference that matters that probably they could have corrected for if they weren't accounting for this extra device that was going to be a huge, significant cost sink uh, onto the device. And they no longer have that as a requirement. There has to be some people going... Hurrah, but also, God damn it, it's too late. It's not like they're going to put out another Xbox One with a slightly better GPU and CPU and, and all that stuff. Yeah, certainly not anytime soon anyway. Uh, yeah, it just it, it shows what a, a, a absolutely astonishing lack of foresight Microsoft had in terms of what this console generation was actually going to be. They obviously had a vision of what they thought next-gen consoles were going to be all about. You know, the the, the DRM stuff, you know, the, the, the heavy integration of Kinect voice commands, you know, all the all the stuff that they they put into that device, they have rolled back so much of it now. Uh, it's almost unrecognizable compared to the device that they initially announced, you know, uh, however long, a year ago or whatever. Like it, it's like it's 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 kind of insane to look at what the Xbox One will be in, you know, in as of June versus where it was a year ago. It, it's it it just makes me think that a lot of the people who were involved in the initial design and, you know, the, just sort of putting together what the specs and what the, the goals for that system were had no idea what the fuck they were actually doing. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it's hard to know how much of this is Phil Spencer coming in and taking, you know, like... <laughs> taking the throwing, reins. Yeah, just, just throwing punches. How much of this was, you know, part of a reaction to the PlayStation 4 uh, consistently outselling the Xbox One uh, since launch, despite even you know the launch of Titanfall uh, and all the the buzz around that game. Uh, but you you can't ignore Phil Spencer came in, you know, a guy that is well liked, plays games, has been at Microsoft for a long time. Back when they were the underdog and were just getting their start, he comes in, takes over the Xbox division. It's sort of unified uh, under uh, a restructuring at Microsoft. And then all of a sudden, we start seeing a refocusing of the platform. I think I, I got a question on my on my Tumblr feed that was like, God, Microsoft made yet another change. You know, they, they can't seem to stick to a vision. I would say that they really 
didn't have a very clear vision that was communicated to consumers. They seemed to have a vision that they wanted to communicate, but no one wanted that vision. Yeah. And now they're course correcting in the direction of the vision that uh, seems to be making some sense for Sony, which is just, you know, you can have all this other stuff, but make sure you've got the games covered up front and make sure that the people who buy and play games are excited and psyched for your system. Get Make sure you do that first and worry about the other stuff later, whereas Microsoft made the bet that those people will come along and let's focus on all the other stuff up front. And that, that seems to have terribly backfired to them, even as someone that I have my cable box connected to my Xbox One. I use the Connect on a regular basis, and you know I, I made that Connect video last week, which I absolutely credit with them, you know, making all these substantial changes on the Xbox One platform. But you know, clearly that hasn't resonated in either the mainstream to make up for the lack of hardcore players being interested, and you know, hardcore players have kind of rejected it. Yeah, and it's just I don't know it. it I remember when you know when when the Xbox One launched and you know they, after all the DRM rollback stuff and everything and actually even before the DRM rollback when people were just looking at the Xbox One and going, this just seems like a lot of bad ideas. Uh, there were a lot of comp- comparisons people were making like to the PlayStation Three. Is this going to be their PS Three? They're sort of like you know top heavy, you know hard to market, sort of stubbornly you know designed system that you know doesn't really get the traction that the company is really expecting. I think that in in some respects those comparisons were warranted. Though the thing I'll give Microsoft at this point is that they have been course correcting at a pace that Sony never did with that system. They have been actively going after every you know aspect of that system that people don't like and finding ways to make it a way, at least in some way, better than it was before. Uh, whether you were behind the DRM system they originally had before or not, uh, it's probably safe to say that it still probably would have been implemented pretty problematically. Uh, them getting rid of that and them looking at the price point, the usefulness of Connect, the fact that there really are no fucking Connect games at this point. There are like three since that system launched that have used Connect in any meaningful way. Uh, that thing was just a noose around their neck at this point. It was just costing that. It was just making people have to pay more for a system that just doesn't have nearly the amount of buzz around it that the PlayStation Four does right now. Them losing, like losing that noose, uh, less than a year after the console comes out, that's a pretty crazy course correction. But I think a smart one. I mean, I think that what they're doing is really the only move you can make if you want to achieve parity with the PS Four at this point. Yeah, and and it makes sense they would announce it this quickly because then at E three they. You know, they'll mention it. They'll, you know, remind everyone, hey, this is news we announced a month ago. But then they can immediately pivot to games. Yeah. And at least that's what you would expect that they would probably do as a result of announcing news like this in the weeks leading up uh, to E3. But, you know, part of the reason that I told Vinny when we were recording my bit on the podcast that I didn't think they would drop the Connect was because it's so integral to the identity of how they have pitched this device. So it's not that I'm really all that surprised that they would look at the market and say the market demands that we need to get rid of this, or at least in order to get the price down, you know, the best, the first thing they can drop is the connect and get there pretty quickly. But that they had just pitched this entire machine, largely based on like this sort of unified experience that was tied together by the connect. So it was, I thought they would go in the direction of trying to cost cut uh, in ways of keeping the connect because it was so tied to their vision and that they weren't going to invest years of R&D, 
all of this time talking up the connect and then immediately just sort of drop it and you know i i don't think they're going to not support the connect going forward but it's going to become accessory status it's going to get you know a couple of minutes in the press conference but my guess is game support goes significantly down mm-hmm. uh, and it largely becomes uh, a ui thing and I'm, you know, I guess the fact that I'm wrong, I, I'm really not too unhappy about because I do think it shows a versatility in acknowledging what you know the consumers want in a way that you're right. They're doing it in the first year. It took years for Sony to get out of their hole. Yeah. Not to say that Microsoft's going to make these changes and then suddenly, you know, it's possible Sony could just keep running away with it and could increase, keep increasing the gap they have between themselves and Microsoft. But you know, Sony was a stubborn ass company. Yeah, uh, when the PlayStation Three launched, I think it's very easy to forget in in the PS4 era. But you know, doesn't guarantee success for Microsoft. But I think it sure bodes well in the Phil Spencer era that they're going to get to a place where they feel more comfortable with the device they're talking about and the way they talk about it to players much more quickly. That said, you know, as much as this is, you know, it, they still consider the Connect part of their vision, and as much as it's being, you know, supposedly relegated to accessory status, that's kind of where it was already. It was just an accessory that you had to buy. You didn't have a choice in the matter. It's not like the Connect has, I mean, you know, you put out that video last week. You've talked about some of the problems it has. Obviously, there are ideas within the Connect system that aren't terrible. The idea of being able to use voice chat to navigate that system to do some of the things that it allows you to do is great. It just has never worked consistently. And they have been, even with this upgraded tech for this system, the Connect is still, at best, a partially functional device that does not do everything it is supposed to do in a reliable fashion. There have been almost no games for the Kinect that really have stood out at all. Like that new Kinect sports game was like the first one this year, I think. So they barely they barely pushed that game. It kind of felt yeah. like it just came and went and the little I even read about it was that holy crap this stuff doesn't work. And that's so, you know, if, if there's a like a a lesson to take away from that Kinect video that that I made, I think the voice stuff remains promising. I don't, I don't know the hardware breakdown of, of the new Kinect, uh, but it wouldn't shock me if the camera technology is a significant cost yeah. in, in building that device. And I wouldn't be opposed if, I don't know how, again, how technologically feasible this is, but if they put out just an audio Kinect, you know, one that was like much cheaper, but allowed you to interact with the voice commands... Uh, I think that could be interesting. I also didn't realize that. So, like the the new Amazon uh, Fire TV, which is you know sort of the little set top box they announced mm-hmm. uh, about a month or so ago. So that has voice control as well. And one of the biggest problems with Connect is the fact that it sits on top of your TV and has to try and hear you through the sound that's coming out of your television, whether you're watching a right. TV show or a movie or playing a game. Oftentimes, to get the best success, I you know, I have you know my remote control for uh, uh, my speaker. I'll mute it and then talk to the Connect, which is a step that is somewhat unnecessary. But I also don't want to have to speak louder. I like being able to speak at a normal voice instead of yelling at my TV. And the the Fire TV uh, allows you to talk to the remote. So you have the remote right next to you. You talk to the remote. That gets over the distance you have from the device in order to communicate what you're saying. It's the reason that you know. Siri and, and Google Now and other devices work 
uh, really well. Uh, you know, I wonder if there's some way that whether it's remote or if I could talk to my phone, like they could do some sort of voice thing with the Connect because I think that remains the most promising part about it. It seems like the camera stuff, you know, outside of Dance Central or you know Fantasia, it it's really hard to see where that stuff is going. But I don't know. It's I feel bad for those guys. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I mean, that that was sort of where I was leading to that point is that you know the the only people who are really screwed at this point by this are the people who were developing games for Connect at this point. And beyond harmonics making Fantasia, and I'm just going to throw out a guess and say probably another Dance Central at some point, there really is, I can't think of anyone that's actually working on Connect technology stuff. And I'm wondering if maybe that really was it. Like maybe Microsoft had some people internally working on some stuff and maybe they just looked at it and went, you know, there's just, there's just not enough to justify us continuing to voice this on people, you know, as, as a requirement. Like, there's just not enough there to justify continuing to be the more expensive console, you know, for the foreseeable future. Uh, they're probably right if that's the case. There is really no justification. Like, as much as I like Fantasia and I've played it, it's, it I played it last week. It's still fun. Uh, that's not enough to justify continuing to sell that hardware as a gaming device, you know? Like, that's not enough to, to justify its existence in that bundle. So, it really fucking sucks if you're working on Kinect games right now, but, you know, it, how many of those really were there in development? Yeah, it's. I'm going to be very curious how that stuff moves going uh, forward. Uh, you know, someone... Oh, Swery. Swery was also making that game. Oh, I think people are saying D4 has a controller. Option yeah, too, but so I remember they cool. showed it. Uh, they showed it with Connect stuff at at the, at E3 last year. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's in terms of Microsoft and its support for Connect going forward. I, I think you know whether this is actually a huge monumental resource resources shift is not something we're gonna know no. up front because. They're gonna announce Connect Games at E3. They're, I, my guess is they maybe talk a little bit more about their support for Connect than they might have otherwise done so on stage at E3 because they'll want to, you know, just show like, hey, we're still supporting this, we're still doing stuff for this, even if they're dropping it from uh, the bundle status. But I think the next eighteen months is kind of where we figure out what exactly. Microsoft has plans uh, for this device. Do they do they drop it in you know not necessarily entirely, but is it is it purely relegated to accessory status? Do they fund any other games beyond the the the, the ones that they're uh, they're interested in now? Like, do they have any partners? Do the partners that they do have start dropping out? You know, interest in in supporting this device. That stuff becomes clear, I think, in the next eighteen months as opposed to the next couple of months. But I think twenty fifteen will will say quite a lot about the connect and i you know i guess i wouldn't be surprised if it really was just a way that i told my xbox to turn off and go to tv moving forward but yeah uh yeah it's 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 crazy i'm i I am genuinely uh, shocked that they they announced this because they had just been so insistent so insistent that it was a requirement for them to build this box in the first place. Yeah, it makes you, I mean, you know, not that there, you, you shouldn't have been questioning this kind of stuff, you know, otherwise, but it definitely makes you realize that when a company tells you, no, this is really important, this is really vital to the system, we believe that this this has to be there, uh, there's a good chance that they are just full of shit. 
in in truth, you know, there there are very few developmental problems that probably can't be worked around in such a way so long as it is financially beneficial to the company. Uh, in this case, you know, as much as they say that Kinect was was vital to the Xbox One experience, it sure as hell seems a hell of a lot vital, a lot less vital right now. Um, the Kinect was not the only stuff that they announced. Uh, You're in, right. In, in regards to to Xbox One stuff, um, non gaming apps like media apps are officially going to be accessible outside of the Xbox Gold package. Uh, finally, so, yeah, finally, like the most obvious move from five years ago has yeah. finally been made by this company. Yeah, and that's 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 a smart move. They should have done a long time ago. It puts them in line with everyone else. It makes sense. Uh, and it sounds like they they've made some changes to uh, like the Xbox free game stuff. Though I, I'm scanning the story I'm reading right now, I can't find it. Did do you, what was what was the change there? Uh, for the games for with gold. Is yeah, that, that was it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're they're beefing up the, the the games that they're offering. They're gonna have Dark Souls and uh, what are the other games? I'm uh, loading up our story now. Uh, Dark Souls, Charlie Murder, and Super Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition on 360, uh, and a Max: The Curse of Brotherhood and Halo: Spartan Assault on Xbox One. Uh, they're also going to be uh, doing significant deep price cuts on games like Rise: Son of Rome and Forza Motorsport Five. Uh, starting next month, it sounds like a lot of this is going to be, you know, you know, E3 time to get people excited to turn on their machine and l- learning about the new games, and then also buying stuff. Uh, so those are changes coming. Oh, the, and the significant change to Games with Gold is that it is now subscription based. That's what so it was. PlayStation, okay. PlayStation Plus uh, requires that the games that uh, come along, you know, that are free, you're paying for PlayStation Plus, so they're right. not really free, but the games that are sort of bundled uh, each month with PlayStation Plus, uh, you have to keep paying for PlayStation Plus or else you lose access to those games. Right. Uh, previously, Microsoft tried to differentiate themselves by saying, hey, if you stop paying for Xbox Live Gold, you still get those games. Uh, but they also had, their games weren't nearly as good. Right. Uh, they were not offering uh, the same uh, library as, as Sony was, and now they are seem to be trying to step up their game in terms of the games they are offering, but they also now are saying, hey, you need to have Xbox Live Gold to make this works. This seems part of the horse trade of, hey, we give up Netflix and Hulu and things like that, but if you want to play these free games, then you need to be part of Gold. And you know what? I think that's a completely fair trade. I mm-hmm. think it makes a lot more sense that that is the kind of reason that you would have a subscription service, is to get access to games like this at you know essentially deeply subsidized prices by Microsoft you know, while it obviously takes away something that they were offering before, you know, in terms of what you want from a service you're paying for, I th- I think it's pretty reasonable. Yeah, it puts them in line. The, the The main thing about all these moves is that it puts them in much more direct line with what Sony is offering uh, on the PlayStation 4. It's kind of amazing, actually, how much this actually is just them completely course correcting in exact, nearly exactly the same direction that Sony was going. Uh, but you know it makes sense because they 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 they're falling behind in sales a little bit. I mean, it's not like the Xbox One isn't selling at all. It seems to be doing reasonably well, but they're behind right now, and that's not a position that Microsoft has been in really very much for a while. Like they're used to being, you know, if not always the top seller, then pretty regularly the top seller. Uh, you know, these aren't the on on paper these sort of look like panic moves but you know in like realistically looking at them they're smart moves they're smart moves that make that system look more appealing in the grand scheme of things so 
I don't know. It's a really crazy day for Microsoft in general, but uh, I feel like in like by and large, I think most of these changes are really good. I think that they're doing what they need to do to compete. Uh, now I'm sitting here, I like, I keep staring at the Kinect camera in my living room and going, should I just put this in a box? Should I just get rid of this? What, should, what am I, what am I even going to do with this now at this point? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep mine connected, especially because I have mine, you know, connected to the cable box and it's, uh, I, I do, I do like flipping around. I, you know, Jeff was talking about this on Twitter today, uh, because the, the UI is currently so integrated with Kinect you know, it's not that great to navigate with a controller. Yeah. It is a lot easier to navigate with uh, the Connect. I mean, it is it is kind of cool that I go Xbox on, Xbox go to Super Time Force, and then boom, I'm in Super Time Force because it's also, you know, it didn't completely turn off, and now the game just boots right in. Like, that stuff is convenient, especially when, you know, it works on command. But, you know, I, I wonder if we'll... I wonder if we'll see some significant UI overhaul at E3 because obviously we're going to be seeing the first glimpses of, you know, changes they're making uh, for, for like, the, the annual, you know, year one patch that I imagine is still going to happen despite the fact that they've done incremental updates. But I have to imagine if you're selling a connectless Xbox One, you are also going to start modifying the interface to better integrate with a controller because right now it, it is, it's, it's a pretty poor experience. It's a mess. It's a fucking mess. Uh, all right, I'm looking through some, some questions before we uh, get out here so we can... Uh, uh, S six one seven J bug makes an interesting point. Do you think Microsoft will open up the GPU that connects needed for game development? It's an interesting question. I don't know. That's probably too early to say whether they would free up the resources dedicated to connect. Uh, but it'd be hard to imagine they would do so because they've sold millions of devices with connects. Exactly. So. And they that still kind of puts them in a tough spot. I think they still theoretically want people to have connects. I think this is their testing ground to see whether people will, you know, flock to that system without the, you know, the connect or not. And if people do, then yeah, maybe maybe they think about that. But for right now, they still have to sort of cater to the, you know, few million people who already bought one of those systems and with the camera. Uh, Xader says, "Will Sony react to this, or is their position still comfortable enough?" He thinks that they'll do nothing. Uh, do you do you think Sony acknowledges? Anything like this? Do you think they decide to get cute, uh, or will they, you know, you know, actually make substantive, you know, like consider a price cut just to sort of stab them a little bit? I mean, I think if if they were if they really did want to get cute with it, a fifty dollar price cut and some kind of you know actually good you know holiday bundle would be probably enough to do it. Uh, I don't think they necessarily will. I don't think they need to be cheaper than the Xbox One right now. I think being at the same price point doesn't really hurt them that much. Uh, but we'll see, you know, I mean, I think it's, I don't know, it's it's going to depend on how, you know, perceptions come out of E3, you know, what, what people think of Sony's lineup, what they think of what they have coming down the pipes. But right now, I mean, they can just kind of sit back, look at this move and go, all right, well, obviously we were on the right path before, so no reason to, to screw with this now, you know? Yeah, I, I, I was getting pretty tired of uh, Sony's jabs by the, by the time launch was coming around. Uh, anyway, I, th- I think they have proven that they made some smart decisions in getting the PS4 uh, into people's good graces and, and giving them something they were looking forward to with the launch of a new piece of hardware. You know, the sales are proving that out. I would not be surprised if not only did they not get cute about it, but they didn't really make any substantive changes. I don't think they would even... It doesn't even make sense to consider a price cut until it is shown that this is 
having a huge impact. You know, right. it's, I get it's entirely possible that you know the brand damage that Microsoft has done means that while a hundred dollars can move the needle, it may not move it enough where Sony feels like, hey, you know, a, you know, price cuts are treasured moments in the the uh, the life of a console. You don't just throw those out willy nilly. Those are those are used to try and spike interest, and I, I, it doesn't seem like they they really need to do that right now. Yeah, if, if they're going to do it, they really don't need to do it until at least the holidays because they need to, like you said, wait and see how this actually moves for Microsoft, if this actually you know moves them into a more competitive position or not. Uh, right now, there's uh, no reason to think that. Lokno uh, mentioned sort of an ans- ancillary question to all this. Uh, will Nintendo drop the gamepad? No, I don't think they will, uh, because I think that, I mean, look, as as crappy as the gamepad can be in certain respects, I think, I don't know, like, I actually don't mind the gamepad at all, and I don't feel like that's, like, a huge hindrance to that system, you know, uh, to its sales. Like, it's not like the the system is overly expensive because of the gamepad, if... I don't don't feel like excising that from that package really does anything to them one way or the other. It's not like people are specifically avoiding buying the Wii U because the gamepad is there and they don't want that. Like, I haven't heard that conversation very much, and I I don't think that's really the crux of the problem for that system. Uh, So I I, I think that would be a weird move if they did that, especially considering they still haven't even even made it so you can have two of those things yet, right? No, and I mean they they always said up until you know when when the machine was announced that they they didn't really have plans to support multiple uh, game pads. You know they said it was possible, but that you know the game pads themselves were so cost prohibitive that 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 would be kind of crazy to expect people to have uh, several of those. And you know I think Nintendo already you know telegraphed what they plan to do in terms of you know dropping support for a game pad, which is that no, they're going to announce you know a figurine. Uh, program, which it seems to be like their next Hail Mary to try and turn the tide on the Wii U. And with an NFC chip inside every gamepad, that seems like, what are they going to do? Say no, sell a Wii U without a gamepad, but go buy an accessory that has an NFC detector? I mean, that just that, that doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense for me. I, I sus- it, All Satoru Iwata has said is that they intend to make the gamepad a more compelling device, can say they consider it to be a differentiator for their platform. So, yeah. you know, whether he is right or wrong about that, uh, it does seem like Nintendo is going... They are less prone to making sweeping changes like this at the whims of the market or what people are asking for. You know, oftentimes that comes to bite them in the ass. Sometimes it pays off for them in ways that people do not expect. But I really don't think that they're suddenly just going to say, like, oh, when gamepad is, you know, going away... $100 price cut. Plus, I don't think that would make that significant of a difference. I, I think the situation is far different for the Wii U than it is for the Xbox. Yeah, it's been the cheapest console for a long time. You know, I mean, it's the cheapest of the newest consoles and has been for a while. And, you know, that isn't necessarily helping its sales figures at all. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, I, th- I think we've covered kind of everything that's happened. This is a Hell big of a morning. Day. Hell of a day. A lot going on. So if the industry just wants to calm down for a little bit you know that'd be that'd be real nice of them like we're over here trying um, to book e3 shows and shit like we ain't got time to be reporting on like all this news and stuff ah yeah stop it video games yeah um but uh, yeah this is fun you know we did this last time when uh, irrational games uh, shut down it's you know the ease of just launching uh, a video and, and chat with folks is is pretty cool so uh thanks everyone for tuning in uh and also 
Uh, people had asked for this last time, but we didn't uh, have the foresight to actually get it done. Um, we have recorded the audio for this in the same way that we record the audio for uh, Bomb in the AM. So uh, a little bit after uh, this is over, I will put together a podcast version that will show up in the Bomb in the AM feed. Uh, if you had trouble with the podcast feeds yesterday, those should work themselves out today. That was a result of our site being down in addition to GameSpot being down and even CBS.com was down yesterday, so yeah. shit, shit got real in terms of websites disappearing <laughs> uh, for like an eight-hour span. I'm sure nobody was stressed about that no. yesterday. No, not at all. <laughs> no, there's no way people were freaking the fuck out about that. No, uh, but, you know, we'll see. You know, we're in the lead of T3. We'll see if anything else pops up between now and then that uh, necessitates us. Uh, doing something like this again uh, but you know we try and keep this to be the biggest of news uh, if we're gonna spend some extra time in between shows indeed uh, talking about it but uh, Alex I will I will talk to you later this week yeah later man